What's up, everybody? This is Mike Kosicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Go Dolphins. This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, podcast 124. We're going into week 14. Hot take police are out. Stidham's better than Cam Newton, says our Corey Dows. Yeah, I mean, at least he can throw the ball more than one yard downfield, or even one yard. I mean, Cam can't throw the ball on a screen accurately, so... Cam needs to get off this team. It might be time for the experiment to end in New England. Cam Newton so, cannot play quarterback. It, but Bill came out and said, he's like, yeah, he gives us the best chance to win. So, like, is Stidham that bad? The thing is, like, Stidham's athletic, too. He can run. He can move. I've, we've seen it. So, yeah. If Cam, Cam, well Cam, oh, what I do know is Cam can't throw the ball. So, I don't know if he's more dynamic. I don't think either quarterback there is the no. future or will be the quarterback next year i mean i agree get get, get stafford get fitzpatrick for a bridge guy for a year or two screw it i mean fitz i'd rather fitz than stafford because then at least i'd like someone to root for well, well, i'd root for stafford. i'm a separate guy well, but there's yeah. no david Blau. this would be fun like, no david <laughs> yeah. but no i mean you're right i mean there are enough guys coming into free agency or you know going to be available next year at quarterback that they shouldn't be stuck with two of these guys but at the same time, if Cam Newton's going to play for a million bucks again, if you don't want to drop twenty million on a bridge guy, you, you, you got to keep your options yeah, open. I mean, at that point, it's like Cam retire, get a broadcasting gig for like four or five million a year, <laughs> yeah. make way more money. Seriously, I couldn't deal listening to Cam Newton every Sunday. Oh, I don't. And his suits and his hats. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's got to play for one million. Yeah. He'll have his fashion line. He'll he'll do something different. He won't he won't need to actually. <laughs> broadcaster talk all those suits i'm like you could do that in the past but you're not making anything like you know what it'll be, be careful of how you spent your money <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just i'm got concerned killed. for yeah. you <laughs> him and pharrell will come out with an album oh pharrell oh he looked like pharrell the other night with his, <laughs> with his hat on um yeah so anyway if uh if you're tuning in and you didn't see the thursday night game the rams stomped the patriots Good cam Akers <laughs> just oh boy how you doing you get 22 touches yeah, the uh, offensive 20, line made the defense 175 silly. 79 yards i don't know seven yards a carry like on not a small sample size. It no. Was, it was great. Yeah, was the, really the offensive line was what it was. So yeah. uh, if he's out in your league, I give you permission to blow your entire fab budget oh, yeah. on him. Um, but I think what we get moving forward here as we go into uh, week 14 is we have more news, starting sits, uh, and identifying some stuff to help prep you, uh, like prepare you for the playoffs. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top shelf FNTSY promo code. We got a promo code. A very TSF Xmas. Oh, you changed it to Xmas? That's yes. a long one. Well, okay. it was long before it was, that. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Christmas. Oh. <laughs> so um I I guess when you post this, just put it in the description. Hashtag yeah. very much actually even a hashtag is just the code. But uh 20 percent <laughs> off any gear you want to get for Christmas time. So uh yeah. 
one item or a full full purchase? It's full purchase. All Just right. get whatever the hell you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, we have a handful of listener questions, so for those of you listening, twenty percent. Yeah, I don't. There you go. Um, all right, I'll take a, I'll like s- a very. This is the X mass. Is it capital X or is it? Yeah, should we spell that out for you? A v e r y t s f x m a s. I'll put it in the description of this. Yeah, we've lost everything that we built up. Good night. All right, I'll take who's who's out. Julio's out. Hamstring. Uh, Denzel Mims out for a personal issue. You probably just realized that he's being coached by Adam Gase. I need to seek therapy and professional help. He's taking a play out of uh, Donald's playbook. Uh, David Johnson's also out with a personal injury uh, issue. He's been placed on the COVID IR. Uh, Antonio Gibson's toe is holding him out. Uh, Alexander Madison is out. That I did not know. No, I didn't know that either. Now that yep. that's going to change our RB handcuff uh, ranking when we get to that, so we might have to do some on air work on that. <laughs> I mentioned it. Uh, well, I don't know. I think he's in there. You were never. Mind. Hey, you know what, Craig? You know you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he did. You, you did. But me and Tom were listening, so did it count? Uh, <laughs> if we didn't hear it, it, it did not. I mean, that's how it always goes. <laughs> um, if Adam Gase wins in the woods and nobody sees, did it actually happen? Well, that's fact. <laughs> uh, Salvin Ahmed is out, um, and uh, Galladay, our boy, we oh. ruined his 2020 season. <laughs> so sorry, he's, he's out again. Who put there was promise? I put you? there was promise because yeah. yeah. he did. He showed up on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, he practiced <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, what god is he, damn right you! Now, you ruined my playoff hopes. He's 26 right now too. I mean, this is not what you want to see at his uh, in his and prime. I'm, is missing I'm, almost a whole season. I mean, this is. This is ideally good, though. Like they should just keep him off the field at this oh, point. Right? Like, just, I, but yes, I, and I know where you're. I know where you're coming yeah. from. Stop trying to even get healthy. Just rest. What What's interesting is if it's his hip and it's been bothering him for as long as it has all season. I can't count the number of weeks he's out now. Uh, why hasn't he had surgery on it? Yeah, well, uh, hip surgery is also to... notoriously ineffective, and you know, huge uh, chance of not being successful so he's probably well, trying to do everything he can to avoid it landry had hip surgery last year yeah I'm, yeah and you could see what happened he very slow to start the year very slow to start the year right yeah but if he, he is gonna have for surgery you're right he should have it now as soon as right. possible i mean calvin johnson 2.0 I've, <laughs> I've said it a couple times the, yeah. the lions are probably like yeah no you're not getting that well i actually heard today about a, a hip surgery thing they now are they're, they're replacing your hip with a magnetic ball and socket so it's it's honestly a magnet inside your body, holding it all. To, it's wild. It's wild. I don't know why. It's like walking by, picking up nails off the ground. My dad <laughs> just got one. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. He just got uh, he, the picture of it's like it's, it's wild. just crazy what they can do now. I don't know why I was looking this up. Let me start out there. <laughs> hip, <laughs> hip was hurting. Yeah. Right. I, I'm just like a hypochondriac. My hip Web MD. My hip hurts. <laughs> cancer. Yeah. You have hip <laughs> cancer. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Nowadays, nowadays, my hip hurts. You have COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, take him out back behind the barn. All right, I'll take the ins. AJ Brown uh, with his ankle injury that was limited in the week. He is a full go. Jonu Smith uh, will return this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel is activated from the COVID IR and he will play. Debo Samuel's foot that was bothering him. I think the last four weeks uh, they just gave him some more rest, but he's going to play. 
Carlos Hyde missed a game last week, but he's going to play. Chris Carson, uh, you know, Carroll's been talking about how it may not be 100%. He's still going to play. Kenyon Drake, uh, this was a late addition to the active part, uh, is now good to go after missing practice all week. All right, and I've got some questionables for you. Josh Jacobs, still questionable with that ankle injury, limited Thursday and Friday, so he's someone to carefully monitor as he head towards game time. Uh, he'll probably be close to a game time decision, but trending like he's going to look like he's out. DJ Moore is doubtful, COVID slash ankle. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, doubtful with a foot. And CMC, still doubtful. It's looking like Mike Davis is going to get that start. And even if CMC comes back, I, I got some uh, huge reservations. Yeah, did I? Did they not already rule him out? Did I see something that they he's ruled technically him out doubtful, but he's te- okay. right. not playing. Yeah. Okay. At yeah. this point in the season, too, if the Panthers are smart, you keep that guy out. What's right. the point? You're not. You're, I mean, even if you're playoff bound, Mike Davis has been more than enough as a, a replacement. Why? Why even risk it? Mm-hmm. And I'll do the questionable slash probable guys. Uh, Jameson Crowder is going to play with a calf injury. Zeke's questionable, but he's trending in the right direction. Mike Evans was questionable with the hammy. Um, he got a full practice, and I think today, so he's going to play. Denny Dimes is questionable, but he's uh, going to be active, which is huge for um, the offense. T. Higgins questionable, but he's going to play. Irv Smith, our boy, he's going to play. That'd be huge, especially if Rudolph's out. Yeah. DeAndre Swift is trending towards playing um, after being concussed for two weeks straight. Tyreek Hill is battling an illness. Him and CEH, they both will play. And D-Hop, with a neck and back injury, he is trending in the right direction. He should be playing. So CEH still has that illness for like three weeks now. And he didn't play last week. He lost like, well, we we said how Anna Reed wasn't feeding him and all that that stuff. But um, yeah, he lost like 10 pe- pounds i think yeah I mean, it's if, strange if you're like a, a hyper talented and physical specimen like all nfl players are and you don't work out for a week and you you know can't eat because you're sick 10 you're pounds gonna... is probably more than a normal person will lose in a sickness but like they will deteriorate quickly because they're so finely tuned you know what i mean coach coach I can't, well can't i think burger the... please get out of here i think what it is, is what's what's scary is that it, he still has the illness tag going into another week after last week he had the illness tag uh, and, and they made him active and he got zero playing well, right and then uh, like, like you said a three-week illness tag like what the what is that like is it is it pneumonia like honestly I, walking pneumonia would be on the table and that's not you're not gonna play football with that yeah, so. and swift is still on the illness tag too so i right. wonder if he has lost some weight or you know hasn't been able to be in the weight room all week which is probably a, a high possibility but you're still going to play the guy. Yeah, right. And then that little bit of other news that came in, just a note. Uh, Matt LaFleur said that uh, Alan Lazard is still on a snap count. Not Again, these are coach speaks, so I don't know how much I really believe in it. Uh, and then Todd Gurley to have, quotes, normal role, again, from the coach. Don't really know if that's true. But then the biggest one to re- uh, remind yourself is that Jalen Hurts is getting his first start this week. Screw uh, the Eagles. Yeah, so if you're looking for something funny, like tune into the Eagles game, you should get a good laugh at that <laughs> offense. Saints, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're playing the Saints of all people. If you can, if and, you have defenses in your league, Saints. And Saints, right now, Saints. 3% of Yahoo owners are starting <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and I, I, I find that remarkably wrong. That's horrible. It should be zero. It should be zero. It should I mean, be closer to zero. Unlo- like, I can't even well, think I mean, of a situation 3%. where you would have to Everyone, start. it's not bad. Everyone does love that the mobile guy and it's true like those guys like Taysom Hill they're gonna get you more points than 
a guy like Stafford because he can run the ball for 60 yards and two touchdowns. But, like, if, even for the people that are starting this, so in that 3%, it has to be a 2QB league. And it has to be like you were the Wentz owner and you also drafted Jimmy Garoppolo as your initial two quarterback. <laughs> and kept yeah. him on the, on the team the whole time. <laughs> and, and everybody else in your league is carrying, I don't know, three three quarterbacks, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, in our... He's that far down the list. In our two QB league, I think that there's there's only... I think like Glennon. I just had my phone on me. Um, Glennon's at like 1%. Glennon, there's... Uh, Trubisky's out there like there's not a ton of options so I mean if you're if you are in a two QB league I guess it's worth it I just this reminds me of the week when Kendall Hinton or whatever was starting quarterback for Denver and everybody's mm-hmm. like oh I'm gonna start him just just because he's, he's a receiver well they were playing yeah they were playing him in a position role so I yeah. get that but oh um, yeah because he was playing quarterback he right. play him in Actually, right. which true. they ended up getting negative points Dick for, is so playing terrible hurts against me of course, sweet. <laughs> Great. Come on, Dickie. like, like if if Mitch Trubisky and Mike Leonard are both available in your league, he should be dropping Jalen Hurts for either of those guys. I would play either of them before. Yeah, yeah, dude, Andy Jalen. Dalton has even averaged a decent amount of points. Well, let's not get weeks. ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> he has though. Yeah, no, he's been fine. I just want to well, say the thing like Dalton just me down to too the whole time. You know what? So, so it's, I can't wait to like they bring in Wentz like the second quarter for like a trick play. <laughs> like, it's gonna be. Do you know how stupid that's going to be? You know it's going to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, if he oh, comes oh, back, yeah. Oh, God. Doug Peterson, I mean, he already looks like an idiot, so it doesn't really matter to him, I'm sure. But, like, if he puts Wentz in at all this game, he looks like an idiot. How stupid. If Also, if I was Carson Wentz he, and he called a trick play for me to go out there, I'd tell him to fuck himself. Yeah, okay, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm going to be over on the bench riding pine if you need well, me. Well, I mean. Let, let me know when my job's you know, coming back. Packing a lip and drinking a <laughs> yeah, drinking beer a, case. Like, briefcase porter. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think he's lost that locker room, honestly. I mean, we, we didn't talk about all this, but Jason Kelsey went yes. on a Twitter storm mm-hmm. about yes. how like stupid all of this was. Did they so. not even know that the, that was going to be like a switch like during the game? They thought it, it was just like a trick play? Yeah, so that was and that was something that <laughs> yeah. So Wentz actually said it in his post game conference. They were like, yeah, I just thought it was another play, and Jalen was out there, and then they didn't put me back in. Like Peterson didn't have the spine to tell. Him I know. That he was like at least have the, the balls. Game. Like give the guy some kind of decency, not just right. Well, you pull him mid game with no explanation under the guise of a trick play, and then you just oh yeah, you didn't make it back in. <laughs> what? Cause, cause, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> we were doing so well. That's the thing too. It's not like <laughs> if Hurst came in on one trick play, threw a touchdown for eighty yards, and like looked nasty. Sure. And, sure. Okay. Cool. Ride the hot hand. He lost. <laughs> it didn't look good didn't doing play it. Well. Five of twelve. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's let's carry on. Yeah, we have shit on the Eagles in group chats uh, so many times. All right. Where what's the next thing we talk matchups about? Matchups to notice going down the stretch. This is your play- oh, yeah. primer. primer. The, the playoff Presented primary. by Benjamin Moore. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. New idea. Um we <laughs> just instead of the instead of the paint sample <laughs> sticker, it's a TSF sticker. Yes, <laughs> great genius idea. It's the same color Shout out time. to anybody uh, going through the dunks drive through too. By the way, there's a, TFC, a TSF sticker who, on there. Who put that there? Greg. Craig did. How did you do that? By the way, just in the middle of your very order, just swiftly. Scoop. Ooh, DeAndre Swift. <laughs> oh, here's my card. It. Oh wait, no, that's actually me putting a sticker on your. No, they just that's walked, my face. They just, <laughs> they just walked away, and I was like sitting there fumbling with the sticker, trying to get the thing off, and then just <laughs> slyly like just off pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir, the, sir, the, what, what are you, you doing? Just uh, no, 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 it's a sticker. Okay, just like I told my mom, it wasn't a sticker. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the matchups. Do we? 
Um, all right. So we have two little segments here of things that we want to talk about. As we go into the playoffs, this is what we do. We look at handcuffs that are potentially out there, ones that are valuable. Even if we don't own the, the starter, you have no more bye weeks to worry about. You don't really need that wide receiver five bye week fill in. At this point, you're playing your best players. And, you know, there there's a case to be made that even if you don't own the starter to some of these handcuffs, you should own them because either the schedules are good or the volume's absolutely going to be in their favor. Then there's also the idea that there are players that have fantastic schedules that could fill in at some point for a fringe guy on your team that has a bad uh, schedule. So we'll start with the, the schedule piece of this. So matchups that we noticed going down the stretch. Scotty, you put the first one on here, so I'll let you, you talk about that. Yeah, it's David Montgomery for the the Bears. He has the easiest running back schedule going forward, uh, going against Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. He had this last year. Uh, I'm not sure the, the actual teams, but he had the easiest playoff schedule last year too, and he kind of fell in his face. Um, so he's looking to bounce back. He did great the last couple weeks. And, I mean, you're starting this guy regardless, but if you're a team that maybe got him as your third or fourth running back like you picked Miles Sanders before him or CH like you're starting this guy over those two going forward and good for you that you you know you kind of didn't like I'm, I'm trying to think of the word yeah like, like, just, like you didn't cut bait on him too so yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah because we we don't know we don't love the guy and we kind of uh, uh, like always said don't drop the guy but don't play him but if matchups there and he's the only running back on the team ryan nall's not not taking up any space yeah Mm -hmm. no and 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 he has looked better too with trubisky on the field and i'll note looking down the list as well the chicago wide receivers have one of the better schedules uh going forward so just all in general chicago looks pretty good so that tells me that trubisky should have a pretty good you know run towards the stretch and it almost looks like a, a lot of players on this team you might want yeah, Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville, bad against the run, bad against the pass. I'd start all my Bears. Um, well, that's not true. I wouldn't start Jimmy Graham or Cole Komet. I wouldn't start my tight end, but the other guys. I don't know that I would start Darnell or Anthony Miller, but this was more or less if one of them gets hurt and in, yes. in Mooney is already banged up. If they only have the two options. Right, right? if it's A-Rob and Miller or A-Rob and Mooney, sure. But, yeah. Um, you want one of the other guy roster. And if I'm A-Rob one. gets hurt, then, oh, boy, yeah. how you doing? Uh, it is uh, good to note that Foles uh, loved Mooney for some reason. Yeah, and Trubisky has continued that tradition. I mean, he keeps throwing to Mooney. Like, it's I don't know what they love about him, but the the team loves him. Maybe he's drawn into the design of the plays. Whatever it is, he's getting targets. So yeah. well, the team loves Trubisky, so that should so happy he's back. I love, <laughs> I love Trubisky. I don't really. It's a I, love I, I, thing. I like him. Hate, I like him so much more than Foles. That's really it. I'll say I, I like love Jay him for Cutler. fantasy football. Yeah, I miss Jay Cutler. <laughs> Gunslinging, <laughs> cigarette smoking. smoking. Jay, him and Brandon Marshall. That was a that was, that was a fun a, year. That was, that was a, a very fun year. Um, you want to talk about the Rams? Yeah, I'll talk about the Rams. Uh, so I put Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson here. The Rams. Uh, do run, and, and they even did run it uh, quite a bit last year, um, quite a bit three wide receiver sets. Uh, you usually typically see Reynolds, uh, Cup, and, uh, and, uh, and Robert Woods out there. Woods and Cup are usually the primary pass catchers that you need to worry about, but we've seen in the past that when Woods gets hurt, Reynolds steps up, 
if Cup gets hurt, we've seen Van Jefferson play in the slot and be pretty effective in a, in a target for um, for their uh, shitty quarterback, uh, Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> the bad so, one. <laughs> the bad that, the, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's overpaid. Jeff Tully. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so e- either way, this I wouldn't rush out to go and put these guys on your team. But it's something to keep in the back of your mind that if Woods or Cup exits a game early or they get banged up or you're noticing that they're getting the questionable tag, maybe snag one of these guys just to see what happens because their schedule is um, the the Jets and uh, and then Seattle, which is a division rival for a playoff spot and seeding. The, the Rams are going to want to beat the crap out of them. And McVay... I mean, as as much as I don't love the offense, the last couple of weeks I think they've been scoring enough points where they're making things interesting that these ancillary pieces could be involved with an injury. Yeah, I mean they just crushed the Pats, so yeah. They're, well, they they're also had the ball almost like every time at the forty yard. Thank line. you, Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Cam Akers just R- running the clock out, tooled on them. Not fun. Yeah, and I mean, their, their defense is great, too. If you have a, a league where you're picking up defenses, oh, yeah, Jets well, and Seattle, I'd still I'd play like them every second week. Second in the league in every category. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I also have Detroit uh, pass catchers, Danny Amendola and Quintez Cephas. Um, I would lean Quintez Cephas a little bit more favorably than I do Danny Amendola. Uh, it is notable that Danny Amendola, like his first week back when Galladay was out with the hip, ended up with like seven targets, uh, 10 targets, seven catches, 66 yards or something like that. And then subsequently in Danny Amendola fashion got hurt um, <laughs> and didn't continue to play. Um, but what we saw last week with the team cutting Marvin Hall um, and specifically stating that they wanted to get some of the younger pass catchers involved, i.e. Quintez Cephas, um, you know, I, I think it just speaks a lot about what the, the kid can do. Uh, and with Galladay hurt and old man Jones on the other side, I mean, Cephas probably has some run. Uh, and, I, and again, in our waiver article, I, I, I said pick him up now because we're probably talking about him in week 15 or 16 as a priority add. Uh, so two guys to keep on your on your radar. Green Bay, Tennessee, and Tampa. Tampa's got a very good defense, and there's this, they're, they're, you, you'll see on Yahoo, they're like 14th best against it. I'm like, yeah, but that's just because of a couple of outlier games where they got absolutely shelled. Yeah. Um, they still have a good defense, but either way, I mean, Detroit's a team that's going to pass the ball probably 40 times a game anyway. So, Yeah, and their run game, too. Uh, if you look on that side of it, they're, the, you know, Green Bay, Tennessee, and Tampa, outside of Tampa. Um, Green Bay and Tennessee are, are susceptible against the run as well. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines uh, seem to be pretty good players to look at right now. Obviously, Taylor should be on many, and if not all, teams. Um, but that's just another thing to look at with Detroit's schedule coming forward. Uh, team You're that- talking about the Colts, right? Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines? Sorry. Okay. I meant, okay. I meant. Okay. All right. <laughs> I meant to say yeah. So I am talking about you're the Colts. looking. At, you're looking at at the Colts matchup. Yeah. So go ahead and talk about that. But yeah. but I was gonna say that no, Detroit's running game still has decent schedule going forward. So it is it's DeAndre Swift, maybe AP or Carry On. That's what I was thinking. And then yes, the Indy. Okay. You know they are on the, on this list as well. Um, so I guess I'll go into that. Uh, they have Vegas, Houston, and then Pittsburgh's the tough one. Um, similar road. Fourteen, fifteen is easy. 16 is tough. Uh, but then T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, uh, the, all their wide receivers have pretty good matchups. Again, Vegas and Houston's not you know doing too well against that. And 
uh, you know, they really have almost all their, their pieces together right now and healthy. You know, JT's healthy. Uh, Naeem Hines obviously has been involved all year. All three tight ends are healthy for the first time. Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton seem to be thriving off of just all their pieces working together as one cohesive unit. And that's why I think you see T.Y. Hilton doing a lot better. So, you know, you definitely play him, you know, going forward. Um, and I would even, you know, you know, Michael Pittman is, is someone that I'm starting over many other people right now too. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Philip Rivers find Michael Pittman often. Um, and even though T Y Hilton's broken out these last couple of weeks, there's nothing to say that Pittman can't. So having LA, uh, LA, uh, the Raiders in Houston, great matchups in, uh, week 14 and 15. I'm getting all my weeks screwed up here. <laughs> Because um, you want to be like, oh, it's the last three of the season, but no, it's week 17, but we're really only talking about the fantasy season, so it stops yeah. at 16. <laughs> well, we were talking about it earlier, like, uh, if you play in week 17, like, shit, man, you need to have a conversation with your league. Yeah, your league or your commissioner is, is weird and, and just wrong, actually, if you're doing week 17 anything. There's too many teams that are just mailing it in. Um, what are there, maybe three or four matchups max that are going to matter in, in week 17. So uh, the last matchup, did we talk about Denver already, Denver running backs? Uh, we didn't talk about Denver, and we didn't talk about Green Bay. I don't know who put those ones in there. I just um, toss them in there. You know, yeah, we'll go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple two trays. How you Do doing? You. Yeah. Uh, so Gordon and Lindsay, Denver running backs, they have one of the most favorable schedules for the last three weeks of fantasy. If you have these guys or if you can pick up Lindsay, I know Gordon's definitely owning your league, but maybe Lindsay you could grab. They're good to own. We'll get to Lindsay later as well. But Carolina, Buffalo, the Chargers, those are three teams that you want to start running backs against. They have not been super effective in stopping them. And Gordon just kind of blew up last week with for a huge performance. So if he can build off that, I'm very, very happy to put him in all of my lineups. And then the Green Bay pass catchers, they have a very easy schedule with the Lions, uh, Panthers, and Tennessee, both, or actually all three bad pass defenses. So Lazard, even on the snap count we talked about, MVS and Robert Tunyon, obviously you're playing Devontae Adams, but those three guys should have a big uptick in in output and I, I would say honestly between lazard and tanyan they're probably in your starting lineups uh, maybe flex spots but mvs i'm maybe waiting for one of those guys to get hurt at this point mvs can go away that would be yeah, a nice he can. i mean can. as long as lazard's there mvs we've seen him take a massive backseat yeah mm-hmm. and it's lazard since he fumbled that ball and lost the game it's weird mm-hmm. interesting the komodo dragon friend of the program it's trying to like a dragon voice like but not going to <laughs> dragon voice. Don't look at pterodactyl flying yeah, through here. Was be that. Okay. Um, do you want to take us through the the RB handcuffs? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with like with, with the first two. Um, we kind of ranked them, but we did did it kind of fast. These are pretty much all the guys that that are backups on a team, but you should own them even if you don't have the backups, especially right now. Um, one being Chase Edmonds. So if you're a Kenyon Drake owner. Hopefully you have him, but Chase Evans has been on a lot of teams throughout the season, so it could be tough. Um, if he's out there, grab him. Because even in the worst-case scenario, he is playable in some weeks with Kenyon Drake. If Kenyon Drake's out, Chase Evans becomes a pretty good RB2. Um, another handcuff, of course, we say Alexander Madison. He is now hurt, though, for uh, this week. So I would still pick him up, and hopefully he's back in week 15 but would you pick up i mean i know he was out last week and cook got 32 carries but would you pick up uh mike boone like if you were cj ham i'll tell you what if dalvin cook would get hurt this week alexander madison will play next week 
regardless of whatever right. okay, whatever right. is ailing Madison, they would force him out there. And it seems as though we've seen it over and over again. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. He's now being getting you know getting the ball thirty times a game. Like the 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 clock is is ticking down to when Dalvin Cook gets hurt. So that's why Alexander Madison is so high up on the list. Yeah, and, and to your mm-hmm. point, even if you were to add Mike Boone and CJ Ham, you're not going to play them this week. And if then uh, Dalvin Cook goes out and gets hurt, you're still not going to play them. So I would I wouldn't really rush out to get them. And they have the hardest schedule for any running back going forward too. Yeah, so it's it's so not it's not a huge help. priority outside of Madison for me. Yeah, and Madison could be out there because people see he's out again this week. They're going to screw Edmondson, cut the guy now. Yeah, they might ha- they might have to just to yeah. Yeah, you want Madison on your teams right now. Um, then the third one, I'll just do that, and I'll pass the torch. Uh, Carlos Hyde. So if you have Chris Carson, get Carlos Hyde, because even we saw this week, Chris Carson's still banged up, not 100%. And Hyde's banged up too, but we've seen what Hyde can do when Carson's out, and I think he over 100 yards in the touchdown. Uh, he's, he's not startable when Carson's healthy, but again, he's a handcuff, and he should be on the Carson owner owner's team if he's not pick him up now because that's a good like steal especially because you're probably going to face a Carson owner in the playoffs so bada bing bada boom yeah a little bit of uh, fantasy football defense if you will all right I'll, I'll take the fourth that's uh Mr. Latavius Murray uh I mean I it feels very obvious to sit here and say yeah well if Kamara gets hurt Lat is going to be you know fantastic but it's it, if you're the Kamara owner, you should absolutely 100% have Latavius Murray. You should have had Latavius Murray. If you're not the Fournette owner, you can pick up Lat, and there are weeks where you could probably argue that he's got a good enough matchup where he can go and score a touchdown and be a flex play. So I would not allow him to be a free agent moving into my fantasy playoffs. Like, And that's that's where we're sitting here. You don't need to be holding the Gabriel Davises of the world who have terrible matchups the next two weeks for a guy like Lat Murray who instantly becomes an RB1 if he gets hurt. Um, Plus with the return of Breeze, his his ceiling's even higher if Kamara still goes down. Right. Well, and we also saw that even if even if Breeze doesn't come, uh, come back, then it, what was it, two weeks ago when he scored the two TDs or whatever with Taysom Hill on the field? Like he's still on the field, still getting work, and still being a monster. Um, Fifteen carries t- two weeks ago, I think. It was something. Like, why? Why we can we have yeah, the we internet? Have, no, no. I'm guessing. I'm. It's in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> it's in the cloud. Um, yeah. So Lat Lat comes in at number four. Number five would be Philip Lindsay for really a lot of the reasons that um, Corey had kind of already mentioned when we talked about Gordon and Lindsay. Very very fav- favorable matchup. There's a chance that Lindsay's uh, even a flex play. Uh, but if Gordon goes down and Lindsay's the the only running back there in Denver to get the ball, then you know, like Scotty said, bada bing, bada boom. If the info on Lat Murray was nineteen, nineteen carries, carries for wow. one twenty four and two touches. Yeah, well, you get them in cloud fast. It's right, right on the line. You just gotta reach for it <laughs> on the line. It's crazy. It's on the line, on the line. <laughs> Uh, and then coming in at six is Leonard Fournette. Uh, so we've seen, and yes, we're going to give him the designation as the backup. Ronald Jones has definitely taken over the uh, 
realistic starting as, as work. much as Craig doesn't want to admit. Well, no, it. I don't want to admit Craig's, it. Craig's eating some pride right now. Well, <laughs> I don't want to either. I mean, I don't either. I like that. I mean, either. I, <laughs> hate, I hate Rojo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think everyone has the same consensus. But what it is is the team is giving Ronald Jones more opportunity to succeed than Fournette. Fournette plays more in some cases, but it's in uh, pass blocking work or maybe. Uh, some other work in you know the pass catching role where I know Ronald Jones has actually started to get a little bit more of that as well, but this is where we are. Fournette is going to get the back seat in the running game, and if Ronald Jones is out entirely, this is just full blown his. Tampa Bay doesn't run the ball a ton, but they're going to if if you know Jones is out and you know this goes vice versa too with Jones, um, they're going to be top ten running backs right away. And, you know, Leonard Fournette is actually available in some leagues. I just picked him up this week in one of them. Uh, so that's definitely a player to go out and get. And then last, I think, uh, we have on here is Daryl Henderson. Again, we just saw what K-Makers did. Uh, he seems to have that role for sure. Uh, and he was gashing the team in, in a large part to what their offensive line had provided against the, the Pats defense this past week. And if they're going to continue to thrive that the way that they have been, Daryl Henderson will be the next man up and be able to get over 100 yards like K-Makers easily did and like Henderson was doing early on in the year. Yeah, you've seen Malcolm Brown kind of fade into nothingness. Uh, uh, oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. I think Daryl Henderson's the guy if, if K-Makers goes down. And then obviously Malcolm Brown gets an, up, an uptick, but nothing uh, that, should, that should touch Hendy. So on to listener questions. We got some for you. One more I do want to add is AP. Oh, because um, we saw what he's done without DeAndre Swift. Yep, that's, that's fair. That's got a lot of goal line work. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Getting into the listener questions. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. we got a lot of I, stuff. Uh, oh no, from, from Twitter, from our friends, from our own teams, from various other sources. So we want to try to you know give a little time for you guys and help with your lineups. We'll also answer on Twitter, so you can I, have that. I but, believe yeah. I believe the Twitter handle on this is Flexin TV. Flexin TV. Fle- Flexin TV. I literally sat here and I was like, F L X N N T V. His Flex- name doesn't Flexin. make any Flexintiv. sense. Flexintiv. Flexintiv. That makes sense. Flexin TV. I think it's Flexin TV. Flexin TV. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, we will put out the times at some point but i'm gonna have to go back and do that because i can't i can't this this thing counts in milliseconds <laughs> just, it's it's making my eyes all weird uh boyd ceh ty johnson yeah so i'm assuming this is for ty a uh, yes yeah. i'm assuming this is for a flex spot yep i would lean tyler boyd i know i think johnson's my second place and then ceh i'm not playing i know that you guys might have some different opinions but ceh still sick i don't have a lot of confidence in his role on the team if he does play then Ty Johnson, if Frank Gore doesn't go, I think he probably is a little bit closer, but I think Tyler Boyd has the big strike potential. And if you are looking at this mixture of guys for your flex spot, you need a big play out of them. You don't need five points. You don't need a six-point floor. You need one of these guys to go get you 15. And I think Boyd's that guy with a lucky long bomb, and that's really it. Yeah, we don't have to lean in the same direction to look it up. Gore's concussion is looking like it's not going to be a factor coming Sunday. He practiced in full on Friday. Typically on that Saturday is when they activate him. So you will know prior to going into the game. Um, and they're playing the Seahawks, which they're susceptible to the pass, but they're fairly decent against the run. So it's also the Jets. Really don't want to go into it. I know you probably spent a lot of fab on Ty Johnson, but realistically going into it, Tyler Boyd kind of has to be the guy as much as, you know, 
all the negatives surrounding the Bengals right now are, are happening, uh, you know, Boyd has to be the play. Can't trust CEH again. We talked about this is his third straight week on the illness. Um, you know, and, and at least Boyd plays Dallas and everyone's <laughs> killed them. Unless you spend 53 on Ty Johnson, then you can play him. <laughs> I, 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 I still wonder. It's still hilarious. Uh, I'm starting Boyd. Yep. He's he's also a start of the week for me. So topshelffantasy.com, you can see my uh, my reasonings for it. But Scotty, I think Scotty's the odd man out. Ch all the way. No, I mean I. I it, it's a tough s- situation. I think I'm putting out Ty Johnson, even if Gore is playing. But just hearing that, you know, he still has an illness that does scare me for Ch. So I think, like Dow said. If, if you have this situation, you need that big play. And we saw a boy did last week before he got, you know, punched out of, <laughs> of the game. So, um, yeah, I, I think Boyd is definitely the safest play if you need that uh, bigger uh, game. And he faces Dallas, I believe. So that's a cake matchup for him. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. yeah, uh, Boyd is, is our answer. It's a consensus Boyd. Okay. Wow. Right. We like don't get that. a consensus around here all too often. I like it. No, I thought we were going to have it. only a... one you'll get. <laughs> um, so next question comes to us from uh, No Worries at All 4. No Worries at All 3, 2, 1, we're all taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we like your question, though. No, I think it's, I think this is a good one. I, I, this I, is actually a good one and actually probably a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, and that's quite opposite of our previous question. Uh, DJ Shark plays Tennessee. Mike Williams uh, plays up against Atlanta. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out uh, what we have for San Francisco and who they're playing against. But Dolphins. those are Dolphins. the two that I'm leaning anyway. So they're playing the Dolphins. I think yeah, so. I'm going to take that off the list if that's the case. Because, again, uh, I was talking about it last week. Xavier Howard and Byron Jones have been playing really good football right now. Um, and I really wouldn't want to. That's a lie. They're playing Washington. Yeah, I was just going to say. Okay. Well, even worse. Yeah, so, honestly. So moving on from that, the two I was looking at was Mike Williams against Atlanta. And then obviously DJ Shark. Um, I have Mike Lennon as a start. We'll get into that later. And um, Shark has taken a little bit of a weird seat uh, with Mike Lennon as the quarterback. Um but with them playing Tennessee, I can see him getting into that 8-10 to 10 range. Mike Williams is that guy that has the potential to get more of a touch than Shark does. And I, I think that Herbert's going to have a rebound week. And I, I would actually lean Mike Williams in this. I was going to take your boy, DJ Shark, who I thought you were going to take. Um, I'm not leaning Mike Williams. I haven't seen him beat a good team yet. Not that Atlanta's a good team, but I think this is going to be the Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen show. And then a lot of Austin Eckler. I really think the DJ Shark, Mike Glennon connection sees a huge improvement this week. And I think he's, I don't know if he's the safer play, but I think he's the play that's going to end up getting you more points at the end of the week. But it might honestly be the riskier play, but I think he has more upside. Fair enough. I'm, I guess completely out on Ayuk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is tough. I'm, I'm going Ayuk. Okay. He, he's, wow. Out of all three of them, he's wow. been wow really consistent. So he has over 14 fantasy points since week seven in each game that he, that he's played. But, I mean, he's in the running game. He's he's lining up all over the field, same with Debo. So as long as Debo is playing, I think, you know, it's, it's tough for that defense to guard two identical guys. And one or both will do well this week, I think. And even though the Skins are, are a tough defense, I think Ayuka is still in every week start for me 
Yeah, I just I worry for Ayuk about the way that they get him involved in those like sweeps and those little pop passes. Chase Young might be just as fast as Ayuk. The guy's a friggin' freak. He's not. He's gonna kill somebody in in the league before he's retired. <laughs> so, I, I completely get your point though. I mean, Ayuk's probably been the most consistent of the three, so I can't can't hate on it. I uh, I'm also Ayuk. There you go. There's our consensus. Well, so there's, well, I actually well. already answered this question on Twitter as well and said Ayuk. Uh, I'm gonna comment back and say listen to the to the podcast around this time, uh, I mean, so we can. It's hear a good problem to have. Like it. Craig yeah. said, like the the guy you're benching is gonna be the guy that goes off. Yeah, and, I, that, and that's just the way of fantasy. I, I don't think you can go wrong with these three. All three of them have huge upside. It's really just asking who has the biggest upside and the least risk. And you can make it like we just did. We can make cases for all three. Yeah. Yeah. The guys like unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't help me at all. You guys uh, effectively hedged your bets. Um, <laughs> and to make it clear, we did not talk about this beforehand. No, no. <laughs> We never did. Um, no, I answered this solely on. Uh, I I I honestly thought all four of us were going to land on IU, to be completely honest. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's interesting. I, that's <laughs> um, all right. So the next one comes from uh, Ange Capone. She asked uh, about her flex spot. She had. Uh, she actually screenshotted her lineup. Yeah, and Ange Capone. So, that's the way we like to see it. We like to yeah. see your whole uh, lineup. <laughs> give us options. If you can give us whoever's available in waivers too, we'll take a look at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'd recommend go pick a guy up. I mean, there's a couple guys. And on she's been a cause... she's been a long term listener. She said she, uh, we helped we her get helped get her to her win. league. Her get yeah, get into playoffs in her league. So right, yeah. let's do it. Big, big shout out to big Ange. Philly fan. Um, but so that's she's... why she likes us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I totally tore apart the organization and Doug Peterson, and that she so, re, she was the one who retweeted that. So they all agree. Oh, all yeah. the Philadelphia yeah. fans agree. Yeah. Um. So she's got in her flex. She's looking for. Um. She was looking for some help. I identified really her flex spot where she had Cole Beasley on the bench and Goddard in her flex, and I suggested to put Beasley in for Goddard. Uh, but basically, her flex options are Goddard, Beasley, or Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams' matchup against Detroit I thought was interesting. So I kind of put it in here as, as a conversation. I'm a Beasley guy, straight on volume. I don't know where you guys are at. So I agree with your Beasley um, assertion. I'm scared of Pitt, to be, to be quite frank with you. But I'm probably going to lean Beasley because Goddard scares me too much with Hurts attached to him. I don't know what I'm going to get out of that. Jamal Williams against Detroit is a juicy matchup, but I don't know that Aaron Jones isn't on the field the whole game just running the ball, and then Aaron Aaron Rodgers is running it up with pro- probably just abusing them in the passing game. So I don't know that Jamal Williams has the game that he needs to have to be in your starting lineup. So I think Beasley, with what we've seen him do with Josh Allen in recent weeks, is your guy, and really throughout the course of the season has been a consistent you know, double-digit performer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like last week, pops off huge and then gets rocked like a baby in his cradle. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So it was a very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I would normally have gone Dallas Goddard if Carson Wentz was playing. Um, I don't. It's it's too unknown. Uh, do, I don't want to get into that with with Jalen Hurts right now. Um, and I, I'll write off Jamal Williams just because I don't think that he's in the same level of both Goddard and Beasley in this question. And what you saw in success last week with Washington and Alex Smith was getting it to J.D. McKissick in the fourth quarter. And Beasley can do very similar scenarios uh, in that area of the field. And with him getting however many, 15-some-odd targets, 15-plus targets last week, I'd expect him to get at least, again, another 10. John Brown's not playing. 
um, Pitt should really it realistically you know, hurt the outside wide receivers, and I think Beasley is going to be in for another big day. So I'm going to go with him. Same here, Beasley. Okay, nice. Yep. The bees knees. Um, I'm not going to explain because you guys pretty much yeah. nailed it. <laughs> um, all right, and then so she had one more spot. She was very very thin at running back. Miles Sanders was RB one. Scotty, I think you have Miles Sanders as a sit. Yes. So would you start Jamal Williams over Miles Sanders? So he's a sit of mine, but like I have to start him in a league or two, but I can bench him in some leagues. Like there's a reason where you have to start him, which does suck. But I do think I, I lean Jamal Williams just, just because really? that matchup. I, I do as well. Um, really? I sat it, Miles Sanders so last hard. week and it paid off. And then this week he plays a harder defense. And it's Jalen Hurts. I don't. Okay. If, if the Saints can just say, you have no receivers, we're going to cover Goddard, and we're not going to let you run against us. Okay. What do you do? I don't, I don't think Philly has an answer on offense. I'd rather go Jamal Williams in an, in a game where I just said, I think they're going to be running up the score on Detroit. And maybe Jamal Williams gets a touchdown. I don't have huge faith in him doing that. Like, I will choose Beasley over him still. But against Miles Sanders, I'll take Jamal Williams. And if not, in many scenarios, the the Lions have been, you know, I don't want to say playing hurry up, but they're passing a lot. They're getting a lot of work down the field. Um, so they are moving the ball quickly. And I would expect the Packers to actually have the ball. Um, even if they are playing from behind, you know, that's a that's positive for Williams. Um I just there's nothing to like out of Sanders right now or the Eagles, so I'm going Williams. Yeah, and if you're really? in a P- if you're in a PPR format of any kind, even bigger Williams guy. I mean, Sanders has dropped multiple passes, and it looks like Boston Scott's taking that receiving work. Yeah, he had one target last week for no catches. Yeah. Okay. Tom, we are where we are. Um, I love Miles Sanders, so it's really hard for me to say. Oh, I'm gonna I, bench him because I have yeah. him in multiple leagues, and it it sucks. I had to start him, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, no, I and I can see, I can see the world where Jamal Williams is a start. I mean, there was a week ago, two weeks ago, he ended up having 17 carries alongside Aaron Jones's 17 carries. So I mean, if they get, if if Green Bay gets up big on Detroit, I, I mean, I don't see how they don't give Jamal Williams the ball 12 times. And if he gets the ball 12 times, he's probably getting yeah, Miles Sanders ceiling of well, eight points. You know, well, so, yeah. So I, so I said like, even if he doesn't have that breakout game where he gets a touchdown, if he gets eight points, that's better than Sanders has done since week 10. Yeah. And I was facing the Saints with a brand new QB. He might do well, but I, I just, it's hard to bank on that the first week of playoffs. Also, another negative to that: Taysom Hill's taking that offense and chewing clock like nobody's business. Yeah, they're scoring and the, chewing clock. So that's Sanders, why you don't see him in red zone because they just, they just <laughs> hold the ball the entire game. They're like uh, the Saints just played a forty-five minute NFL football game. Um, they're done. We can't even televise them anymore. Uh, man, I feel bad. We just told the uh, Philly fan to bench both of her uh, Philly guys. <laughs> That's it's the I right, think it's she the wants right to do that, it's, too. It's, it's the right well, play in week two. Probably why she had the question. She's like, you know, yeah. I want to start my Philly guys, but should, should I? I? Hey, listen, no. we're going through the same thing. I don't think any of us are starting our New England guys at this point. No. My, no minus no, Damian no. Harris. That's about it. No. Um, even that was a yeah. sad output. Yep. Yeah, I had a starting week. All right, now we got one coming in from uh, Mershihara, Lamborghini Mershies. Yeah. Lamborghini Mershihara's. <laughs> Bob. Uh, so, uh, fun story. Mersh did my sleeper this week and put his sleeper in the question here, but it's a good one. So, it's Crowder against Seattle, Hines against uh, the Raiders, uh, Curtis Samuel against Denver, and Geo against Dallas. Yeah, this is a tough one. I want to say Crowder against Seattle, and I think I'm going to say Crowder against Seattle. Is it Seattle. a PPR? Uh, half 
PPR. I'm gonna uh, still pretty good. It's probably I'm half. Not it, sure. I'm guessing this is the dog league, which is half. I'm not. I'm not really sure whether I would factor that into the two that I'm considering. Um, I don't want to play Geo. I've been on record full saying, PPR. Um, well, so, so that yeah. that even helps this actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I wouldn't play Geo. Um, I'm just I'm just staying away from them. And he can go off for ten. I'm fine being wrong with that. Name Hines against Vegas again. He's you know backing up Jonathan Taylor, who's doing really well right now. Go through the process. Curtis Samuel is going to have. Uh, you know, some more work with DJ Moore out. Uh, and he has always that potential to pop off for 15 to 20. Uh, but Jamison Crowder, if he plays, because uh, he does have that calf issue, he's playing up against Seattle. And Denzel Mims is not going to play. And when we saw Denzel Mims not playing, Jamison Crowder was getting 13 or it was 12 targets on average and somewhere around like 15 to 20 points on average. It's a perfectly safe play. And that's 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 half points. So you even add in the PPR, that's going to go up to around 18 fantasy points. So I'm going Crowder. Uh, yeah, I'm also Crowder. I do, I do like Geo this week, but it, it, it's a full PPR. Got to go Crowder. And there's no Mims, of course, so. And if he doesn't play, I'm going Samuel. That's, that's my backup. Yeah, Samuel has a tough matchup with the Broncos, but... I think Crowder's just the home run. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Crowder. Um, next one comes in from uh, Mr. Beef. Beth. Beth. It's Mr. Beth. Beth Murphy. <laughs> oh, Beth. How the, you doing, Beth? The Beef Boy himself. Um, Beth Murphy. So he says he needs one out of these: Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. He needs one. Again, he needs one. Ooh, great problem to have. <laughs> that is a fantastic problem to have. Um, as much as I love Deontay, I'm taking him out of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going between Thielen and Jefferson. I kind of agree there. I am leading Jefferson. I have him ranked, I think, wide receiver nine on our site right now, and Thielen's wide receiver ten. Yeah. That's how that's how close it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going Jefferson. It. I mean, it, they're both on the same team. They're playing the same team at the same time. Like, it's two. Like you said, two top ten wide receivers. You can't really go wrong. I think Jefferson has the chance to have a way bigger day. He could go off for thirty more often and. Thielen probably gives you 15, and Jefferson will usually give you 15, but he has that ability to get one or two huge catches. So Jefferson just hoping for a big home run and really for him to distance himself from the other guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the the Tampa base or the Tampa Bay. I'm going to take one of the Vikings wide receivers, uh, and I'm also leaning Justin Jefferson. Uh, I just think that he's got far more pop than Adam Thielen does. Um, and he just provides a better spark for that offense. The, my only concern is that this team uh, gets – they either get up big or whatever, but they, they're running the ball 35 times. You want you want Cousins throwing the ball 30, 35 times. Um, so I want that to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Jefferson here. So I'm trying to figure out who Carlton Davis is on. Because Carlton Davis is the corner that allowed Tyreek Hill to get 50-plus fantasy points the last time that he played. So I think he may get demoted and Thielen might be on their top corner. So I'm, I I think it has to be Jefferson hands down. Because Carlton Davis right now, it looks like the worst corner in the league. Yeah, and I mean, that's not to put a ton of faith in Murphy Bunting either. I don't think he's No, Murphy nasty, Bunting, but... no, he's, he's not. But yeah. Um, I just think that Carlton Davis is inside his own head right now with what, what Tyreek Hill did to him. Yeah, Tyreek Hill took his lunch money and never gave it back. Hey. That's that's how he talks. Hey. <laughs> All 
All right, so Justin Jefferson, unanimous. Um, yeah, and then Berkey comes in with uh, need two of these four. I think I kind of, yeah, two of these four. Uh, Todd Gurley, Frank Gore, Michael Pittman, Curtis Samuel. I'm going Gurley, Samuel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Michael Pittman and Curtis Samuel. I am Pittman and Samuel. Also Pittman and Samuel. I'm I'm cutting Gore. Yeah, I'm dumb, just, dumb with him. I hate Gase. I don't think I can cut Gore just because if he's the starting running back, I have to have him on my roster, and he was decently effective. But like, for back to my Gurley argument, I know the coach says he's back to his full role or normal role or whatever he said, but I don't necessarily believe that. But if he's going to say that, I need to honor that and play him and hope that he's being truthful because his normal role at the beginning of the season was effective and you know getting goal line work and scoring touchdowns. If that's what they're going to do against the Chargers, who are not a good rush defense, I got to play him. But I don't begrudge you playing Pittman or Samuel. I think they have a great upside. Pittman, especially against uh, against uh, I keep on I keep on to say Oakland, but it, Las Vegas is right in front of me. And then Samuel, I think, like we just talked about, he's going to have an increased role with uh, DJ Moore out. So I would choose Samuel over Pittman, and then Gurley's my second. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah, that's just my two cents. All right. We got three of us on Pittman and Samuel, and then Gurley, uh, then uh, the Mr. Dows. Mr. Dows has Gurley. Um, okay. Well, uh, who's the next one? My mic's in the way. I can't even uh, read it. It's one of the Tully sisters. Oh, uh, the Tully, Tully cousin. Uh, it's Chris Tully. So <laughs> he's he says to pick one. Naheen Hines, Brandon Ayuk, J.D. McKissick, or Kareem Hunt. Um, I'm going to assume this is half PPR. Because I think that's what most of the leagues Tully plays in are. Sounds yeah. about right. And I think I'm gonna go McKissick against my better judgment. I want to say Kareem Hunt, but I, I, I against Baltimore I have reservation. I want to go Ayuk, but I'm gonna say McKissick. Screw it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kareem Hunt. Mm. Um, best talent on the field um, uh, of these to pick from. Um, I don't care about the matchup with Kareem Hunt. I'm playing him. I think that's fair. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hard. I mean, all three uh, Ayuk, McKissick, and Hunt have really, really tough matchups. Ayuk against Washington, McKissick against San Francisco, Hunt against Baltimore. Um, and then Hines has the best matchup, but has probably the worst role. Right. On his team. Yeah. Right. So we did this before on you know you go matchup, talent, offense. Hmm. <laughs> it's tough. Let's all I, let's no, all tell Chris the wrong. I thing. think <laughs> I think I'm actually leaning Ayuk. Ayuk, okay. Um, I'm very torn between Hunt and McKissick. That's who I was between as well. It's it's very very hard. Um, I think it's a good problem to have. I would say Hunt, but the last three weeks he hasn't he's has not scored double digit points and he's he hasn't been on the field over 50% of the time where McKissick's on the field 73% of the time when Gibson's out. I want to say McKissick, but if I had that on my team, it'd be so hard to sit Kareem Hunt, who's RB9 on the season. Right, yeah, that's that, that's kind of like where your headspace is at is where I, I kind of went, but it was I'm just going to say it. like When you talk about three realistic options in this scenario, I'm taking Hines off the board and they all have tough matchups. Uh, I'm just going to go with the best talent. I just think if you're in a PPR format, half or full, McKissick has the chance 
to outscore Hunt on just balls caught, regardless of the yards and touchdowns that he may or may not generate. Like, if he goes out and gets 14 targets and catches all of them, he could have 7 to 14 points. Hunt might not get that total. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my thing with McKissick against such a tough team like San Francisco, I don't think it's going to be an offensive shootout. I think everything's going to be done. It's going to be a slow game. It's going to be a game of punts. We saw Logan Thomas get 10 targets. Cam Sims started to come on. Terry McLaurin's still getting his. So I'm just like hesitant that does McKissick in a um, suboptimal line uh, matchup, does he get there? And, and that's that's why I went Ayuk. One of the reasons I did not go Kareem Hunt was because I, I usually use tiebreakers if it's a really good divisional opponent. I like to just kind of say that game's going to be a shit show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they could destroy Baker, which probably might be good for Hunt, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not going to fault Tully either way or you guys. I mean, I think Kareem Hunt is a fine play here because really, honestly, the other two aren't great either. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's what he's got. Um, so I think we're going to say Hunt on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Two, um, two to one to one. Two to one to one. Very close. Um, so Scotty and I took ours out, although I already know the answer to mine anyway. But um, Dickie's coming in with Gio or Kiki. Kiki. Um, James Brochet. <laughs> Just play Brochet. Just one time, Dickie. James Brochet. This is the week. <laughs> Playoff week. Divisional matchup. Have a pair. Play play. play. Is that our is no that our Proche. advice to him? Is James Proche? No. Yes, I, I suggest Kiki. <laughs> <for James. laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cutie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna stick with Proche. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Proche. Can't Proche go wrong with yeah, no, no way, way. Proche. All I mean, right, Cutie. Would, what's the deal with Brennan Cooks? Is he, is he fine to play? He he so was he's cleared. Te- technically cleared like a day after. But still, I mean, if he's cleared, we saw what both of them did when right. Fuller was there. QD looked good. Yeah, I, think, I mean, like I, watching I think the Hanson yeah. brothers just—he's just out of the equation. So yeah, um, I do Gio's matchup this week, but again, it's 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 the Bengals. So I think a little Kiki, a little cutie, toss him in Dickie, and you know he's gonna pick Gio now because we said <laughs> Kiki. Oh yeah, and then he'll he'll be like, oh, how did you guys not see that coming? Wait, like, so you, know, you said Hanson. You you said start the Hanson guy, right? <laughs> the no, Hanson sister. Said, no, don't do. <laughs> He's God tweeting at Yahoo. Why can't I pick up the Hanson sister? Damn, Hanson. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into each of our individual start and sits for the week. So we're at about 58 minutes, so it'll be a little bit more extended. But um, what we'll do is we'll go out on Twitter for those of you who asked on Twitter, give you the time at, at the you know when we when we talked about it or whatever. Uh, so look out for that. My start of the week, I'm going with CD Lamb. He had nine targets last week. Um, the the uh, Cowboys play the Bengals, which makes it one revenge game for Andy Dalton. And two, the Bengals defense has allowed wide receivers to score 14 times this year. I think it's really so the way that I mentioned the San um the uh what game did I did I mention? The San Francisco game or whatever, where where I just felt like the game was gonna be slow, right? I feel like this game's going to be slow, but there's going to be a ton of passing volume. Like, they're going to pass the ball 40 times each, but the ball's not going to go anywhere because both quarterbacks are terrible. Um, But what that does mean is that the volume's going to be there for CD to have that wide receiver type of three type of day, like where he's kind of like wide receiver 28 or 24 on the week. Uh, I think a lot of people still look at him and, and see Andy Dalton and go, 
I'm not touching him with a thousand foot pole. I think it's a good matchup. I think his volume last week um, spoke quite a bit. He's kind of got the juju feel right now where like he's, he's catching six of those targets for only like 40 yards. Like he's going nowhere with them, but in a full PPR, it's gold and a half PPR. It's good enough for a flex consideration. I think that's where I'm actually starting him is, is my, my flex start of the week. So CD lamb, start him, love him. 2021 will be better for you. Rook. <laughs> Get together, Rook. Unless they don't sign Dak Prescott, and then you're stuck with Andy Dalton again. I'm going to hate myself. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, Lord. Hey, they're actually going to have a good pick, so they might just get one of those quarterbacks. (laughs) That's Lawrence or Justin Fields. (laughs) Oh, well, it won't be Lawrence or Fields, but there's actually. This guy right here, Craig. There's a couple other ones. Absolutely not. No, speaking (laughs) of guys not looking to the future, just playing for right now, that is Mike Lennon. I wanted to focus on quarterbacks this week because I know a lot of issues are going on in the quarterback area in fantasy football. So Mike Lennon, uh, you know, put up a respectable number last week, had some turnovers that were an issue. um, And I think that if he can kind of hone that in, we're really talking about another good game against uh, Tennessee here, who has let up six touchdowns in the last two games. Um, and it's it's been rough sledding for for the Titans. Uh, Glennon has uh, put up 515 yards. Uh, looks like it was 280 last week. Um, you know, in his two starts. So I would think if I were to realistically stat it out, I think at minimum he's getting 250 passing yards and two touchdowns, and that is a baseline of 18 fantasy points. I think it could be more. Um, but I think that's really where we're looking at. He had 15 last week, even with those turnovers. So, or 14. Um, so even w- with those, I think this week uh, is, is really going to be another eye-opening thing. He's been slinging it. Like I said, he's playing for now. Um, you know, DJ Sharks, you know, should be healthy again. Uh, Colin Johnson, he seems to like going to. Uh, so things are trending in the right direction. Tennessee's an easy matchup. Yeah, and shifting gears a bit, I'm heading over to the wide receiver position. I've got Jarvis Landry, who I have as a start in my flex spot. Tom, you have a sit in your flex spot, I believe, or maybe your wide receiver position. Yeah, he sucks. One way or the other. Screw Baker. And I will say, yeah, that's that's actually pretty much what you said, right? So he's a fine wide receiver. You don't like he's the Tasha Baker. And you made a good point. The, they're playing the Ravens, and the Ravens have only allowed six passing touchdowns this year. Can't argue it. It's a fact. You can, can't argue facts, right? But the last two games we've seen Landry go off and be targeted 10 and 11 times. Shows that he's being looked at by Baker, regardless of if Baker's good or not. At least he's getting the ball thrown his way. You've also seen Stefanski draw plays for him where he's throwing the ball to Baker. Baker might be a better wide receiver than quarterback. We don't know yet. The jury's <laughs> out. He made a really nice catch last week. And Landry can throw the ball around. So if they're going to keep doing that kind of gadgety stuff, I like those odds. Maybe he grabs one near the end zone or, I'm sorry, in the red zone, throws one for a touchdown. That'd be fantastic. I think... With all the ways that they're using him is evidence that he's finally back to full health. Those ribs are no longer an issue. The Browns are prepared to use him across the field in all formations. Maybe we'll see him start running the ball too. All of this is going to be super helpful for Baker Mayfield in a very tough matchup against a tough Ravens defense who's only allowed a couple touchdowns on the year. He's going to throw it to the one guy that he's comfortable with. It hasn't been Austin Hooper. Rashard Higgins is a deep threat guy that's not going to get open with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and Chuck Clark out there roaming around. Even Patrick Queen is a monster. I just think the options this game are Jarvis Landry and the running backs. And the running backs are too obvious. We couldn't pick them. So Jarvis Landry it is. Mm. Mm. Whew, I'm winded. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out what happened. Uh, you said <laughs> gotta wake up. You said a start a Browns guy. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, my start of the week is J.D. McKissick. I know I said a start uh, hunt over him, but I think we said a hunt's too obvious. 
Um, but JD, there's no more Antonio Gibson, unfortunately, because he's been looking great. And we saw JD with Gibson in week nine and ten. In those two weeks, he had 14 targets and 15 targets. Then after that, he's kind of like didn't play because Gibson ended up being a great pass catching guy. No more Gibson got hurt last week. McKissick saw 10 targets, got 10 receptions for 70 yards. His running game is not there. So especially if you were in a PPR, he's, he can give you an RB2 score. If you're in a standard or half, he's probably more of a flex play. San Fran's a tough defense, but again, like he's not a running back. He's a pest catching, and um, he lands up you know, all throughout the, the, um, the field. So Smith loves M- McKissick. I love McKissick. He's going to be a league winner. Why aren't you marrying then? Oh. He's already married. Oh, and so am I. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Shelby, man. Shelby, no. Um, Shelby, you're going to want to listen at about uh, one hour and two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll do my sit of the week. My sit of the week is Miles Sanders, and this is very, very hard to do, but I have to do it. Again, I had to playing in some leagues just because it's just the option I have. But he's facing the Saints who... It's probably the, the the best run defense with a new quarterback. And even with Wentz the last three weeks, he hasn't gone over six points or seven points. I just can't trust him uh, with the brand new guy and and an offense that doesn't know what the hell is going on. And, and he's dropping balls like crazy. Yeah, I mean, the last week he was terrible. We sat him. It was a hit this week. I think it's more of the same. Um, I'm sitting another guy who's probably difficult to sit for a lot of people, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster out of Pittsburgh. I just can't start him against the Bills, who have been decent against the pass, maybe above decent in, in probably the top quarter of the league. When last week his stat line reads 10 targets, 7 catches for 28 yards. When you're getting more points off just catching the football in a PPR format or half PPR than you are from the yards you're generating after the catch, you have an issue. Big Ben is looking at Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool when he's throwing it up, when he's throwing it on a variety of routes. It's not like these guys are doing one thing downfield and they're just happening to catch the deep touchdowns. They're doing everything. Juju is running all the routes. He just And he's getting the targets. He's just not bringing in the ones where he's downfield at all. He's catching the ball, expecting something to happen after the catch, and it's not happening. So I have a big issue starting him, especially as you head into playoffs. It's too risky. You start Juju, you're going to lose your week, and you're going to be out of the playoffs. Another guy, if you're going to start, you're going to lose your week is Derek Carr. Um, like I said, wanted to focus on quarterbacks. A lot of people are still starting Carr. I think it's because he you know, did just have you know, 33 fantasy points, but it was against the Jets. They were inflated. Uh, also, you talk about you know other games this year. He's been averaging somewhere around 20 fantasy points, which is pretty decent. But he gets a pretty tough matchup this week. Indianapolis Colts have been ruining quarterbacks all, all season. Um, and realistically, Derek Carr has not been playing well that as of late. He had five turnovers in the last two games. And this has all been without their star running back, Josh Jacobs, who will probably end up missing this game again. Um, so there's really not much to like going with Derek Carr. Like I said, I would go for a deeper guy like Mike Glennon this week. Derek Carr stinks. <laughs> Although Darren Waller is very good. So he's good at football. He's very good at there's, football. Yeah. There's that. Doesn't always mean play it's like quarterback. Derek Carr throws for 201 yards. Darren Waller receives for 200, <laughs> 200 yards. <laughs> 200 yards, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that doesn't make Derek Carr good. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sitting Gabriel Davis, and this is gonna bust all over my face. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I had on. to pause because I was like, I'm gonna regret saying this, but screw it. What I'll say anyways. Clip uh, it. Clip he, had it. A, he had a 28 yard uh, TD last week, and if it wasn't for that, he goes two for 40. He's got something like 147 yards and two TDs in the last couple of weeks with John Brown being out. I feel like a lot of people are probably looking at him. He's a pickup. Uh, he's a guy that I'd be willing to have on my roster. <laughs> oh boy, um, that's a that's about a minute in uh, seven in an hour seven minutes and thirty seconds. That's that's about where Thank I'm you. busting this one in my face. Um, uh, so I mean, this this could this could fail at any point in time throughout the game because of the position that Gabriel Davis plays for the that Buffalo offense. Pittsburgh's just very good. This is a this is a matchup for the AFC East, um, you know, playoff seeding. I don't know that Pittsburgh lets Gabriel Davis be the one that beats them. Um, and if that happens, Pittsburgh's probably losing their second game in a row. So I mean, like that's kind of where I'm I'm playing with this. That sure you picked up Gabriel Davis, would not start him this week. That's not that's not exactly where I'm going to go. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I paused right now. I, I, I walked into it, but like I knew I was walking into it. <laughs> I'm like, going to regret saying just gonna say it. Gonna, I just need to let it out. It's like, I can't, I can't, I can't come back from this. Like I've committed. Um, all right, we're going to go into our sleepers. So uh, Mersh actually took my, I, I gave him, uh, I, I told him, give me a uh, sleeper and a dart throw. Uh, so topshellfantasy.com, you can see the dart throws uh, and the write-ups of the sleeper. His sleeper is Gio Bernard. Uh, and where he's coming with us, I mean, Mixon's out there playing Dallas. You know, there, there's a good chance that Geo gets involved. And if you don't have some of these other pieces that we've been talking about, Geo's a fine play against Dallas this week. Uh, so that is Mersh slash Tom's sleeper. So FYI, Chib, second round pick for Mersh, still on the table. Um, <laughs> Made anyway. playoffs. Yeah, when when you start getting into the, uh, the 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 depths of having multiple and multiple 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 fantasy teams, sometimes you need to hire a GM. And that's where we're at. <laughs> Mersh is the most coveted GM and the only GM in the league at this time. Speaking of GMs wanting to do things this week, uh, the GM for the Cleveland Browns wants to sign Rashard Higgins to a long term contract, and that is my sleeper this week. He, uh, like I said is in the eye of the entire team. Uh, Baker has made great comments about him recently. The offensive coordinator has made great comments about him recently. Obviously, OBJ is not on the field, so he's got to be taking that outside work. And if this is realistically what the entire team thinks of him and, and coming off of his best game all season, his most targets at nine, most receptions at six, this is really trending in the right direction. I know he has Baltimore. I know that's a tough matchup. But, uh, you know, I think... In this particular game, they are going to be looking at what, uh, you know, options on the outside can do for Cleveland. I think Stefanski is really going to challenge Baltimore. I I really like the Browns in this game entirely when we talked about Hunt earlier in one of our start sets questions. So I I really like Stefanski over Harbaugh in this matchup, which leads me to to the Higgins sleeper start. Do you think that the Browns will move on from OBJ after this season if they sign Higgins to a long-term deal? I don't think it's going to be a massive deal. I think he's going to get somewhere in that five to eight million dollar range. So I don't think it puts him out of the market for OBJ. What does he have left on this on his contract? So he's not a free agent until twenty twenty four. But the Browns have an out next year where they can cut him with no dead cap or no cap hit. 
It would just be I don't think free so. and clear. I mean, it's possible they have to sign Nick Chubb soon. And you've seen them look better since OBJ went out. Quite honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. Plus, Let's they can't. They way. wouldn't be able to afford Cream Hunt if they did want to keep him and pair him with Chubb. Well, yeah. so Hunt did sign his extension as well early this year, um, but that's it was a minimum number, yep. so they didn't really have to to know buy up. I think it was five million something like that. Uh, but they will have to pay Chubb. And they will want He's to keep like that offensive fifteen. That offensive line unit that they've put together this year has been phenomenal. Yeah, I just paid him five for ninety five in Madden. So, so there's so I mean that's going to lock it in. That's just going to happen. I mean, I'm a pretty good GM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's two years, thirteen point two five. Okay, so he's just around that six and a half. Yeah. Upper upper around that. It's a good contract. For um, the so again, again, they are all eyes on Higgins. That's why he's my sleeper. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to ask the question because I thought it was a little interesting, but. My sleeper is Russell Gage. Um, he Decent first two weeks of the season. Faded, completely useless every other week until last week where he gave you like 13.8 points, I think. Naturally, he was on my bench, so he really went off. Had a great game. I'm going to do everybody a favor. I'm going to sit him again this week. So look for that 13 to 15 point game. Uh, I mean, there's not really much logic here other than he has a really favorable matchup and Julio might be out. But Julio being out has really hurt the other pass catchers in Atlanta. So who knows what's going to happen, but they're going to throw it to somebody. Zacchaeus. Yeah, is all immediate. Of, of course, it's going to be Zacchaeus yeah. this week. Zacchaeus. I want it to be Gage. It should be Gage. It should be Gage. But I want it to be him, too. Scumbags. My sleeper, you never sleep on this guy because he's the Komodo Dragon. The Lizard King. The Lizard King. The Lizard King, front of the program. The Komodo Dragon. My brother. He was just adopted from us. Um, <laughs> he Alan, was taken away at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's weird because he's like 6'4". <laughs> yeah, what happened to you? <laughs> Athletic. <laughs> Handsome. <laughs> Don't sell yourself. Popular. Scotty. It's it's all right. um, <laughs> popular. <laughs> it's Alan Lazard. That's it. That's I mean, the, it. Uh, it's week one playoffs. If you want a sleeper, his snap count's getting up there. He's facing Detroit. Horrible defense. MVS is taking a back seat. It's Adams, of course, and Lazard time. Mm. 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 Scotty's brother. My brother from a way different mother. <laughs> same father. Yes. Oh, is that the same father? Um, okay, well, that's his... Uh... Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> We're going down a weird hole here. Yeah, your uh, family does not want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, all right, well, that that's that's podcast. That's podcast 124. That brings you into week one, week two of, of some playoffs i mean in our league i think this is the last week of regular season um but we are top shelf fantasy top shelf fantasy.com twitter instagram facebook top shelf fntsy we're on twitter actively so go on there ask your questions the next couple of weeks this is what we'll be doing we'll be fielding questions from twitter instagram wherever the hell we do social media things because my old ass doesn't doesn't understand any yeah if you really get to get a hold of tom try a smoke signal he seems most effective uh you can mail me i got a p.o box it'll be fine it'll be great just toss it in the cloud hit me up on the Have electronic fun. mail <laughs> you know that uh yeah um on the line, on the line. uh I was going to say something. Oh, promo code. A very TSF X-Mass. There it is. X-Mass. 20% off. Put that on the... Like, Topshelfantasy.com. Click on shop. Shop. Yep. Shop. Find some WAP packs. That's a WAP. 
We got a lot of stuff on there too. I saw um, the masks. They look great. I got that's, I got to get a mask, a TSF mask. But yeah, Kobe's I think that's up. probably the smart choice. Yeah. Smart. yeah. Okay. What's up, right. 80 bucks. You need it. 80, 80 <laughs> bucks, you need it. Comes, uh... We're going to get shut down for price gouging. <laughs> <Be awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.